Welcome to ALC Pan-African Radio's Education Program. The Education Program is a radio production by African Leadership Center Fellows based at the Center, where they analyze diverse issues on peace and security in Africa. It's widely acknowledged that rough diamonds enter the global market through dubious means and corrupt channels at great human cost. The Kimberley process is the international governance mechanism for the global diamond production market. Yet, the effectiveness of the KP has been challenged by reports of human rights violations in the Chiadzwa Marangi diamond fields in Zimbabwe. In 2023, Zimbabwe expects to increase diamond production to 11 million carats, yet at what cost? Shannon Arnold, a fellow with the African Leadership Center, discusses the dynamics of the diamond mining in Zimbabwe. When they went in, what was their brief? What do you think they were ordered to do? Uh, they were ordered to kill. They were ordered to kill. Zimbabwe's helicopter gunships launched a massacre, according to scores of credible witnesses. Human Rights Watch and eyewitnesses say hundreds of people were gunned down. That was Mr Mufumi from the Centre for Research and Development describing the atrocities committed in Zimbabwe in the Marange fields. In 2021, the total global production value of rough diamonds stood at approximately 14 billion US dollars. Most rough diamonds are utilized for industrial purposes, while a smaller proportion are produced into high-quality polished stones. These gems are synonymous with the slogan, a girl's best friend, and remain a global symbol of love, devotion, and luxury. Yet, the figures quoted here only cover legitimate diamond mining activities. In the late 1990s, the use of diamonds to finance the activities of rebel movements in Liberia, Sierra Leone, the Democratic Republic of Congo and Angola became widely acknowledged. An international NGO campaign against blood diamonds placed pressure on the diamond industry to take action and cease the buying of illicit stones. These events set in motion what became known as the KP, a series of intergovernmental meetings led by three African diamond exporting governments, South Africa, Botswana and Namibia. This initiative set out through a multilateral endeavor to stop trade in conflict diamonds. The Kimberley Process Certification Scheme is an international certification scheme that maps the origins of rough diamonds. It is implemented through a set of binding trade mechanisms aimed at preventing conflict diamonds from entering the legitimate global market. The KPCS increased legislation and transparency in diamond production. It has been incredibly effective in preventing conflict diamonds from entering the international supply chain. Key actors praise its successes. For instance, Nikki Oppenheimer, former chairman of De Beers, estimates that 99% of world diamond production is now conflict-free. Yet, two decades on, the shortfalls of the KP have become increasingly visible. These are related to how the KP defines conflict diamonds. The core document of the KP defines conflict diamonds as rough diamonds used by rebel movements or their allies to finance conflict aimed at undermining legitimate governments. The KP overlooks violence that is embedded in the regulatory interventions of some governments, such as the forceful eviction of local populations and artisanal miners from diamond fields. 
The narrow conflict diamond definition does not confront repressive re regimes or combat human rights abuses, nor does it recognize environmental pollution and degradation and the conflicts that arise out of the dispossession of communities through the loss of property, land, and livelihoods. These issues are especially relevant to the Chiadzwa Marange alluvial diamond fields in Zimbabwe, one of the largest diamond deposits in the world. In June 2006, massive deposits of alluvial diamonds were discovered in Marange, a very poor rural area near Zimbabwe's eastern border with Mozambique. The diamond deposits are found on or near the surface. They span across a large surface area and they are easily mined. As an easily lootable resource, they have proven to be incredibly difficult to secure. Following their discovery, there was an influx of 30,000 informal miners, traders and dealers into the area, all desperate to escape extreme poverty and deprivation. In 2008, President Mugabe's party, the ZANU-PF, deployed the military to the fields through an operation called Paku Zokwi Kumunda, which translates to you will not come back alive from the fields. The military operation resulted in the killing of approximately 200 miners in the space of five weeks. By 2009, about 5,000 people were forcibly removed from the area and relocated to a village nearby. The relocated population were told that mining companies would provide them with compensation, grazing land, homes, schools, and other infrastructure. Yet those relocated say the houses and schools are of low quality and they have only received a fraction of their owed compensation. In the years that followed, soldiers and police officers developed pathways for smuggling diamonds to external traders and the securitization of the fields came to be associated with significant loss of life and human rights abuses, including torture, rape, beatings, abduction, irregular detention, and imprisonment. Following civil society action, the KPCS review mission of Zimbabwe was initialized in mid-2009. Based on the findings, the KP plenary suspended diamond exports from Marange. After a three-year review process, the appointed Kimberley monitor, Abi Shikane, from South Africa, declared that the mines met the KPCS criteria. In March 2011, the sale of Marange diamonds was approved by the KP despite objections from civil society that dubious deals and human rights abuses were still rampant. Today, the Marange diamond fields are mined by two companies. The state-owned Zimbabwe Consolidated Diamond Company, the Ajin, a joint venture between Chinese company Anhui Foreign Economic Construction Group and the Zimbabwe military's investment vehicle, Matt Bronze. As the KP failed to entrench an expanded definition of conflict diamonds to include a human rights-based framework, the KP also failed in its nominal commitment to ensure that diamonds contribute towards Zimbabwe's development, with up to 15 billion US dollars in diamond revenue alleged to have disappeared without trace into the international informal market. The formalization of the Marange field has not transformed the economy and living standards of the community, nor Zimbabweans more broadly in any significant way. The KP, as an African-led process, made major inroads in uniting disparate groups around a common cause, the need to starve insurgent groups from diamond revenues used to fund conflict. Nevertheless, the KP has yet to develop an expanded definition of conflict diamonds. This puts many local artisanal mining communities at risk of state repression, such as in Zimbabwe. And so the question becomes, why are the Zimbabwean diamonds on the international market not considered blood diamonds? That was Shannon Arnold.
a South African fellow at the African Leadership Center with an interest in security issues in Southern Africa. Thank you for listening to ALC Pan-African Radio Education Program. For feedback on this and other programs, please visit our website at www.alcafricanradio.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Radio ALC and on Facebook, ALC Radio, numeral number one.